0: Opinions expressed on ACV Media are those of the content creators and should not be assumed to reflect product endorsements or the views of the American Council of the Blind, its
1: elected officials, or its staff.
0: Good good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Talk to Tell It to the Marketing and Friends Chats With. And today, I'm going to have to think of a better title, Tell It to the Marketing... Tell it, talk to tell it to the world of marketing and friends. Y'all send me email. Let's help me think up a title for this new call. Um, today, I am pleased and privileged to be leaping in and talking with Marlene Messot. Um, we were supposed to have had another guest, and they canceled at the last minute. And I went, Oh, come on. And I put out a scream for help, and Marlene leaped in and said, I'll do it. So, Marlene, I know that there are people who have heard of you, but there are lots more who have not. So, let's start out by telling people a little bit about you.
2: Okay. My name is Marlene Massot. I was an only child, grandchild, and niece. So, I guess I was a little spoiled. Loved writing ever since first grade. I started making up stories about my best friend and I, and I've always loved writing. Uh, I'm a regular on Writing Works Wonders now, and I am very pleased to have met Patty because she's a great help, and you you need team players to help you get known and uh, recognized and I am primarily a Christian writer. I have a passion for mystery, and I believe in inclusion for people with disabilities. Because since birth, I've been legally blind and hearing impaired due to prematurity and nerve damage. Um, That's a little bit.
0: <laughs> that's a little bit. All right. Um. So very quickly, give us a rundown uh, of your published work. What do you have for us in the way of work that we can read of yours? And then we'll leap in and talk about how we have worked together most recently.
2: Okay. I have seven independently published books all together. There are two in my series, Four Elements of Mystery. The Purging Fire is the first one, and I'm pleased to let you know that Later on, you'll be hearing a clip yes. from one of the chapters. Not oh,
0: the
2: not the Audible sample, which is available, but actually one of the other chapters.
0: Oh, it this was... narrator is so good. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> I think, I think <laughs> so,
2: too. Oh, my goodness. If you listen to the Audible sample, you get a little bit more yeah. variation in his voices. Uh, but... I'm
0: actually reading the book, so um, I have bought it. And Whoa. read it, and um, then I decided I was going to reread it. So that's what's going on this today. Right,
2: Patty, I've got free codes. I would have given you the audio. Oh, book stop it.
0: No, <laughs> I support my authors. So you just, that's all right. How to set the example.
2: Did you get it in audio or in I, I, in I got it in Audible. <gasps> oh my God. Yes. Please yeah. give Timothy
0: <laughs> I, will yeah, so I will do it. yeah So amazing.
2: Yeah, amazing, I want him really. to read
0: my book, so I'm going to work on that. Yeah. Okay, oh. I'll give you his contact. I'll, I'll
2: give you his okay, contact later. Yeah. Anyway, um, okay, The Perching Fire is the first book in the series. It is, takes place on a college campus, and the heroine is coincidentally legally blind and hearing impaired, just like me. <laughs> anyway, she ends up being present wherever danger lurks through no fault of her own. And there is a romantic interest in Alex Marcus, who is the leader of the Christian group that they belong to. And he has some dark secret that he just won't reveal. But Missy knows, but she cannot find out what it is. The second book, Spoiler alert, Alex and Misty are on their honeymoon. The snowball effect. And those are the only two that are out currently. I am very close to finishing the third book in the series. I hope there's going to actually be five books all together because one is going to be short stories. And that was kind of a surprise. But anyway, supposed to have been a four book series. Uh, In the third book, whirlwind of fear, which is not ready yet a deaf high school student is kidnapped. And that's as far as I'm gonna go on this series. I have a separate novel, which is a standalone. It is only in print and ebook right now, uh, called The Stalkers Sonnets. And it's also a Christian suspense, mystery, romance. And this one is about Katrin Wine who was formerly a group home manager, and now she is trying to start her own business as an answering service. And he is apparently being stalked. The stalker writes sonnets.
0: Ah. Yeah. And, so, you know, um, that, that is ahead. so funny because I... I um... Read a book one time about a killer who always left a poem at his uh, at his scenes of his crime. <laughs> yep,
2: yep, yep. There's a few of those. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're well done. They're well done. It's, uh, it's kind of intriguing. I like I that, that
0: sonics. Happens. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I have two cap books in print: edgy poetry <laughs> and deadly poetry. <laughs> Deadly Poetry has 20 poems and Edgy Poetry has 30 and I have a poetry book in print, ebook and audio format which is called The Author's Edge. It's for writers encouragement but it's also for readers because if we did not have readers we would not have writers. Well, we have writers, but not known writers, so.
0: Right, yes.
2: Uh, and then, let's see. There is an though antholo- a weather anthology.
0: Yes. With
2: 11 authors and 15 pieces, I think. Um, And coincidentally, Patty is one uh, of the authors uh, in that book.
0: Yes. So, uh. As Marlene has said, she and I have known each other for a while. I've known her for so long that I'm, I I guess I've, I really can't remember where we met. Um, you know, I know that we were, I was in behind our eyes for a while and you work with them too, um, and then I left there, but I I'm thinking that might have been where I first met you. But I swear, I just do not remember. Um, <laughs> you, such... you
2: weren't you weren't a member at that time, but I, I know. had heard of you through some of the other members, like right. Annie and Abby, and um, I think it was in twenty twenty we
0: started working yeah. together. I just cannot remember. So I contacted
2: you and said, <laughs> yeah. "Hey, how does this I, work?" <laughs> I, yeah,
0: I remember you reaching out to me about my um, my marketing. Mm-hmm. But you know, Marlene and I um, do a lot of stuff together. We I work as her marketer. Um, she edits. She assists with the editing of um, of the Writers Grapevine magazine for me, <clears throat> and. Uh, we have collaborated on this anthology that she is talking about. And so one of the things that we do, and it comes quite naturally to us is we're able to uh, know when it is business and we can talk business. Uh, Marlene knows she can call me anytime she wants and, or write me or whatever and say, this is the change I need you to make and I will do it. And it, and um, and if I if it's a personal thing that I don't like, you know, if it's if I can't find any reason professionally not to do it, and uh, if I don't like it too bad, I've never had a situation like that. But I'm just saying we're able to to draw that line between knowing when we can be friends and when we're doing business. And that is not an easy task to complete. I have had clients in the past who. Uh, became upset when I said, Now we're wearing our business hat today. Um, but uh, Marlene is not that way, and I think that is a, a strong suit in someone if you're looking for somebody to work with you uh, on a project. When we switched roles, when she became the commander in chief of the anthology and I was the contributor. Uh, and marketer, I wrote and said, okay, what do you need from me after she dragged a poem out of me? But um, <laughs> yeah, so working together with Marlene is a real pleasure. Why don't you tell them a little bit about the, um? well, I tell you what, before we leave, yeah, let's go ahead and do the, the um, treasuring anthology, and then we'll go back and with, or the anthology, I'm getting my anthologies mixed up. I've been in I've been in four this year, so I'm getting them mixed wow. up. Wow! Strange weather anthology. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, talk about it a little bit. Okay.
2: Oh. Uh, if you heard that, that's just my uh, cats. Oh,
0: making. no problem. Sorry about that. No um, worries. Kitties are welcome. <laughs> the
2: third anth- I mean Oh my goodness! I'm sorry. <laughs> the strange weather anthology. <laughs> hey, you're doing it too. I'm doing it too. Okay, our writers group has an anthology coming out. It's called Behind Our Eyes 3, A Literary Sunburst, and it's such a beautiful title. And there's a beautiful sunburst on the cover. It's available to order, but it's saying that the print is temporarily out of stock. I don't know what the problem is, but it can be ordered And that's what I almost said. So that's why I'm explaining that. There's 398 pages in it. And it includes authors who were in the Writers Group through 2017. I am not in it, but I'm excited because, you know, there's a lot of history that you can get. And also, it's a great legacy and a way to remember people because they did say that there are six people who are in the anthology. Anthology, who has since passed. So there are three anthologies now for the writers group. Very, very talented people. Anyway, the Strange Weather anthology, which I was supposed to say, <laughs> is uh, a collection of personal stories and poems by the contributors, experienced by the contributors, and. What's really great about this is that you get a personal um, effect or personal experience from the readings, rather than just like a weather forecast of what's happening. You know, you, it's how they experience that that event, and it's, uh, it's supposed to be unusual weather events, things that happen, not you know on a regular basis
0: right well you did an excellent job putting that anthology together and um i just want to know just a little bit about did you decide what how to how did you decide to um group the stories together how did you do that
2: that's really fun because when you take stuff especially if you're doing uh, a lot like National Poetry Month in April or something. You take everything and throw it in a folder and then you have to shuffle it around and put it together later. Well, that that's right. half the fun of doing it. I tried to separate it so that I didn't have the same type of weather right together next to each other. And I didn't go in alphabetical order. I didn't want to do that. I wanted to have things uh, kind of switched around so that it was different things, not not everything right together in the same pattern, but I think the flow came out pretty well. And my um, editor is DLD Books, and David did a wonderful job of putting the pictures in with the articles. And um, by the way, Patty has a picture for her story of her and her dog, Mm -hmm. Blue. Do you wanna (coughs) say anything about that?
0: Well, um, so, it, after I wrote the poem, I wanted to take a picture in the spot where the inspiration happened, and I couldn't get the weather to rain again.
3: <laughs> um
0: I wanted it to I wanted it to be stormy uh looking when when um, the picture was taken and but the sun was shining, but it's a picture I'm standing in the spot. Where uh, or blue and I are standing in the spot where the inspiration for the um poem struck me because I was there in that spot when I was caught in a um sudden uh thunderstorm just came up out of nowhere and slammed me and blew while it um and I was you know having a moment of doubt and That I don't know, that weird uh, one minute it was storming and the next minute it's sunning and the next minute it's storming kind of thing went along with how I was feeling. And by the time I got back to my house, I had this poem conceived in my head and it was um, was really great. And I wish that Peter also had been able to come because he reads it like nothing I've ever heard. But since he is not here, and since I do not like to hear the sound of my voice reading, (laughs) I don't read well. So um, we'll do that another time. But speaking of reading, um, and I've been looking at the uh, participation, and I know there aren't many people in. If any of you have questions for me or Marlene, you're welcome to raise your hand and ask them. We're going to switch sides here in a minute and I'm going to let Marlene interview me. Um, and, and just so that I know there are people out there listening in ACV media. And I know sometimes people can't always come, but I know that they are listening. And so I get a lot of feedback from listeners in that way. So please do uh, make sure to reach out to me and Marlene if you've heard us on here. Um, so anyway, before we go further, I am going to um, share a clip from Marlene's The Purging Fire. It's not very long. Um, I'm going to, I managed to close all of my windows a minute ago except for my Zoom one. So I'm going to take just a second to to fix that If while you tell me if we have any hands. Oh, no, don't go there. Uh, And If we have any hands, Andrew, you can tell me now.
3: You you, have no hands at the moment, Patty.
0: Okay. All right. I keep opening the wrong file. (laughs) This is why we let the hosts do it. (laughs) All right. So here we are.
4: Sorry about all
0: the noise, guys.
4: screen sharing meeting controls window. Share preview WND. Blended lives chronicles. Items new live transcription. Closed captioning has been enabled. Press F6 for more information about who can see this transcript alert. Items new list. TPF 15. The burning pain excerpt sixty of 71. Work out
1: much? Alex asked briefly as they went into the weight room. Charlie shook his head. Can you hear it? Hey, yes. what did you bring me here for anyway? I got things to do. What things? Alex removed a steel bar from its slot to add weights to it. A study in. Don't we all? Alex paused to lift the bar, then came to the point after lowering it again. I want to know why you were putting a note in my fiancé's mailbox. "'What makes you think I did that?' Charlie asked. "'You were seen.' "'By who?' (laughs) "'By whom?' Alex corrected. He said no more, but continued to lift the weight bar several times before replacing it in its slot. "'Who saw me? I mean, I don't know nothing.' "'Well then,' Alex folded his arms across his chest. "'Where did you get the note?' Charlie began to fumble with a mechanism adjustment on the nearby Universal Gym. He was giving it his undivided attention for a time. Finally, he spoke. Found it? What? Alex had been calculating his question and wasn't anticipating this answer. I found it, he repeated. I mean, it was the Good Samaritan thing to do, wasn't it? I don't understand what you're saying. I found this envelope with her name on it lying on the counter in the science lab, so I took it and dropped it off. (laughs) Ever done this before? Alex was giving Charlie the full benefit of his attention now. Charlie let go of the mechanism and shrugged his shoulders again. Maybe, he said simply. Where do these notes come from? Alex asked. I don't know. How did they get left in the science lab? Alex tried another approach. Charlie shook his head. Don't ask me. Alex stepped toward the other man. Charlie began to back up, but the machine stopped his regression. Alex stood directly in front of him and took a hold of his shirt. Hey now, wait a minute, I told you I don't know nothing, okay? Charlie's face paled. Besides, she ain't worth it, this fuss you're making. Why do you say that? Alex's voice rose sharply. There are plenty of girls around here. Why do you go after one that's like that, that's all? Like what? Alex asked. You know, handicapped. You got something against people who have handicaps? Alex's face began to color with anger. Charlie shook his head. You sure? Alex persisted. You're beginning to sound like Art Wills. Charlie nodded. "'Tell you what,' Alex released his grip. "'If you get another note.' Charlie nodded obediently. He wanted Alex to know that he had his full attention now. "'I want it. You bring it to me, understand?' "'Sure, Alex.' "'And don't leave it with Art or someone else. You be the good Samaritan and deliver it personally. Got it?' Charlie was nodding fervently. "'Okay, I will!' Alex turned and strode out of the room.
0: That, that is oh! So, uh, <laughs> I love that. Love it, love it, love it. I wish it would stop telling me about live transcription. Um,
2: <laughs> if, if you if you want to read the print version of that, it's on Sally Cronin's blog, and you can get to it through my website, marlsmenagerie.com.
0: Okay, yeah, um, that is really great. I really like the, um, narrator doing the, um, (laughs) the, uh, Charlie's voice. (laughs) The the
2: narrator is Timothy G. Little, and he has a lot of pages on Honorable. Excellent,
0: excellent. Marlene, I, and I especially, you have, uh, some great writing in there, too, um, a lot of things you could have said there when uh, it said the machine stopped his regression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and You could have said progress. You could have said movement. You could have said a dozen things. But you said that. And I love it when writers will throw a little bit of a what I call a spicy word in every now and then. I just like that word a bit well there. So do we have any questions now I think I heard some hands coming up
3: you don't um the person I it said somebody raised their hand but there's no hands raised on the attendee side okay. and I can't I mean nobody would need to raise their hand on the panelist side so oh. um oh. I'm All right. um, not sure I, what that was about you uh. You do have a okay. raised hand in clubhouse. That's what I Oh, oh, okay. Go, uh, Jane. I'm so sorry. Go right yeah, ahead. Please. That's
0: why it's on. No, I apologize. Go no ahead. I,
3: I, I heard it, so I didn't know. I don't okay. know why I would have heard it. Okay, um, go for it. Okay. Abby has her hand raised.
0: Well, hi, Abby. Stay well, right hello. Okay. See, people hide in Clubhouse, you don't know they're in there. Well, I wasn't trying to
5: hide. I would have come in on Zoom, but I was running late. And so when I saw the oh. notification on my phone, I thought it would be quicker to get here because I did not want to miss a word of this. Yeah, So well, anyway. thank
0: you. Well, wow. yeah, it is easy to get in Clubhouse. Yeah, Trapped in the <laughs> yes, year yeah. end. yeah.
5: All right, so I just I just actually just have a comment. I really enjoyed Marlene's poetry and I especially like the strange weather anthology That's one of those books that you want to read when you're snuggled in your recliner with your cat and not Experiencing any of that weather and then you can be thankful that you're not experiencing any of that weather. So that's my comment. That's
0: Yeah, and uh, and Abby has uh, Got a lot of work out there too. So, if anybody's yes. interested in, in seeing her work, we'll let you give a plug. Why don't you give your website? Oh, sure. Well, you sure. can just, yeah.
5: Just go to my website: https: colon slash slash www dot taylor a b b i e j o h n s o n t a y l o r dot com and you'll find all my information about my books you'll find some samples there's a link to my blog there's some other yep. interesting things there so you know that that's your go-to place for all things me abby johnson taylor
0: yeah yeah uh,
2: and um abby please, and- please please do that because abby is really an amazing poet a <laughs> wonderful memoir author she's great yep. with nonfiction she's got some fiction novels You will really enjoy her writing, as well as Patty's, and hopefully mine. (laughs) Thank
0: you. Oh, yeah, Marlene is uh, excellent, and I especially love her poetry. Uh, This week, I've been putting stuff, I've been rummaging around in folders, and I've been putting stuff up on Marlene's Facebook, um, at Marles Menagerie on Facebook uh, is where you can find her there. And um, we want you to follow her. (laughs) Um, i
2: have a amazon page an audible page uh, and my website
0: but it's funny that abby should pop in here because abby also assists me with um with uh narrating with um editing (laughs) the writer's grapevine magazine and we are getting ready to take uh We are taking submissions for the holiday extravaganza and all voices are wanted. So we do not require that you be a member of tell it to the world marketing to do that. So, um, anyway, if you're out there on ACB media listening, come in, come in, come in. And if you're in the house somewhere listening, let us know that you are there. Um, we normally have more attendance, but I think there was something else happening today, and that is the that is the crux of being part of the community. It's so hard to know what to go to, but I'm gonna right. give Nat, gonna give hmm. Natalie a little plug. Uh, next hour, the community couch is happening, and she's gonna be talking about facilitators and and their calls. So if you have a call that you want to talk about, and you're out there laying on your couch listening on the stream putting your feet up with the cat on the top of you you want to <laughs> get up and get on the computer because you want to go in and talk about your call so well
5: oh, um, i think you can do that one on clubhouse too but i'm not sure yeah patty yeah. you do have another raised hand All in right. you yes ma'am
3: okay maria you should be able hello. to hello talk-
0: Go Hello?
6: ahead. Hello, yes, oh, so we can I'm hear you. Maria. Hello, Betty. Hello, um, I have uh, several questions to Marlene. The okay. first question: Have you have you got your own blog? No, uh, I'm uh, sorry, I
2: don't blog. <laughs> uh,
6: and the other question is: Is it possible to uh, make money uh, as a writer? Is it possible to uh, make writing your regular job? It takes
2: a lot of time. Uh, it's something that I have not been able to accomplish yet. But persistence, be persistent. And I do believe, Maria, are you from Russia?
6: Yes, yes. it's me. Yes,
2: she's a new member of our writers' group, too.
6: Yes. Welcome,
2: yeah. Maria. I know Thank your time you. zone is a lot different than ours.
0: That really makes my heart happy to have Maria here. She comes into the free to be me. And it's one of the answers, answer to your question. Marlene does not blog, but um, her pieces can be found on my blog and on her Facebook and um, making money as an author. Well, you know, the hope is that people will buy your work um the big way that happens is with marketing and the the kind of marketing i do is just one little tiny uh bit of the kind of marketing that's out there so you have to do it everywhere all the time and then you you can hope that maybe somebody in the know will pick it up and really like it and to get it into the hands of people that can really blast it and um you know it's just a process like she said you just never know I interviewed an author some time back, and he had written um, two other books or maybe three other books uh, before. And suddenly he wrote a book and published it, and for reasons only known to the reader gods, he hit it big with that book. So, um, just never know. Any more questions for her? Did you guys disappear?
3: I'm sorry. I removed Maria's talk permission. Was oh, I not okay. supposed to do that? Well,
0: I don't know if she was through uh, asking questions yeah. or not.
3: I can, uh, Maria. If you, you, you want, if you want to, to ask her. a question, yeah. put your hand up, dear, and I'll, yeah. I'll restore your talk permission. Okay. I'm sorry, Patty. That's that's all right. done.
0: No, no problem. <clears throat> no problem. Any more hands? No, not sorry. on this side. How about Clubhouse, Jane? Oh uh, no. It's so after lunch and everybody went to bed. My goodness. All it's not right.
3: after lunch in California. It's well, like- I, well,
0: they're having breakfast, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I just worry about taking a doing a call without attendance. So anyway, um, oh, gosh. So, Marlene, do you have questions for me? We talked I about would, that.
2: Yeah, I would love to have you talk about your new fiction book that you have out because you said that you are normally a non-fiction writer but you are dabbling right?
0: I didn't just dabble. I leaped in with my <laughs> whole body. Um, <laughs> I have written a book and it is, called, um, it is called The Blended Lives Chronicles Sides of the Order and it is the first book in what I am almost certain will be a three part series. And the reason I say that is because I have known people that have said, I'm stopping after three and now they're into their 18th book that they're writing. So I don't know. I'm rather, um, right now the characters will not shut up and I'm already in four hour, four chapters into the second book. So, um, you know, I just don't Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen, but this, um, this story is set in a futuristic world worlds actually and there is a planetary federation who wants to bring forth a blended society where people every everyone can um be at peace and get along and um then there is another side that wants to cleanse out all imperfections and this has been going on forever in our world so i'm going to uh andrea i heard you unmute Did we have any hands we
3: do we have alice alice okay. should be
7: able go to ahead. talk go, go ahead, ahead, ahead
0: and go ahead alice hi alice
7: thank you very much i'm enjoying hearing marlene uh, today very much and patty i also enjoyed very much your interview with casey uh, i think that was two weeks ago And so good luck with this new hour that you're doing. And I would like to mention that I have read The Snowball Effect. And since many of us are going into this wintry season and such, I thought you might want to talk a little bit about the setting of that book. As the title implies, it would be a good read or a good gift book to give to someone who would be reading the book during a snowy season and skiing and so forth. So I thought I'd just mention that.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, Christmas is a great time for buying books. Um, And I encourage it because, you know, a lot of times you buy gifts, you buy candy. Well, they eat it up, it's gone. Uh, And some pretty little tin to try to find something to do with. Um, so many things you buy people, but you get a book and that's forever. They get to have it forever. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Yes. And that's what's so amazing. And a book is a good way to, you know, remember people who have gone before us and to keep them alive. Oh yeah. 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 Um,
0: yeah. Phyllis Dayton Campbell comes to mind when, uh, when you talk about that, because I just um, was looking the other day and I have every one of her books downloaded, uh, all the ones from NLS, all the ones from Kindle. I have them every single one. And um, you just don't know when you're going to lose somebody. And the word is there. Can't take that away.
2: Very true.
7: Well, Marlene, I hope you'll tell us just a little bit about the setting of, of your book. Yes, yeah,
2: let's do that. Oh, okay. The snowball effect. Um, Alex and Missy go on a skiing trip in the mountains of Colorado. I think it was Colorado, <laughs> and uh, they. It is a. They go to a lodge, and the people there are blind and visually impaired, and they are uh, learning how to ski. And so, you know, they have guide ropes set up, and they have a one-to-one instruction. But uh, then there are some strange events that happen while they're there. One of their guests um, uh, let's see how do I explain it without giving things away. Um, <laughs>
3: okay.
2: they meet they meet, some, they meet they meet someone from their past who is unexpected to see. They, and this person is having issues with confusion and, strange behavior, and then things happen where uh, items get lost or misplaced. And then uh, there's a couple of murders thrown in there, too. So I don't want to give away too
0: much. Murders? Did you say murders? Yes, Um, murders. Now see, now I'm going to have to read it, because whenever there are murders, I have to know how they were killed. What did happen? Who did it? So now you've <laughs> more books to read. My like goodness, <laughs> never get it all done.
2: I know. I think we all have wish lists. And, oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> yeah. And then, like, so people will say, Well, when are you going to write such and such? Oh, yeah, but I'm reading a book, darn it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh. And then, of course, sometimes your characters just come along and say, you have to write this down. Oh my tenet. gosh! Yeah,
0: um, yeah. And I never understood the all the whole characters taking over your life uh, situation. But the other day, I was so I get when I start when I'm writing, uh, especially if I'm in a writing jag, I'm pretty much living it twenty four seven. And yes. I have been known to even walk around in character like um, Leia is my alter ego. And so I walk around in her character and I was going up the sidewalk the other day and um, reciting a scene that I'd been working on in a book. And it was uh, the two main characters having an argument. And so I was just saying the dialogue as if it were happening and these two different people dialogue from two different people, and um I got up to where I relieved the dog, and this friend of mine comes up, and he's on the edge of the perimeter of the grass there, where I'm relieving the dog, and I turn around, and I could just tell by, there was just this energy, and I could tell, I said, you're wondering if I've lost my mind, aren't you? And he goes, well, kinda, and I said, and I explained what I was doing, and he said, you were really into it, and I said... <laughs>
2: That so uh, that's the that's the mark of a, a true writer when, when yeah. you can do that. Yeah.
0: Well, absolutely. I was just I was in that moment and the dog had to go out and the only way to keep the moment was to just keep it because I wanted to go right back to it. Yeah. I had to stay in that moment so people don't realize what is really um involved in writing something and keeping it going and while everyday life is happening because i do not have a personal assistant waiting at my elbow to take the dog out when i don't when i'm in a scene uh yep but if you would like i will let me make sure i have it queued up yes i do this wonderful uh Recording, let me look at the time Yeah, we have plenty of time to play this And uh, this is, I created this, this it's my work And um, Casey Matthews, uh, and thank you for saying that About enjoying the interview with him He is a very good interview And even though he doesn't think so He does great interviews
2: Oh, it Uh, was, yes, I was there too
0: Yeah, Casey does excellent interviews So I'm going to play this little uh, ditty here And you'll get a better idea of what my book is about. It's a lot of fun
4: here. Okay, just a second.
0: Hi, I'm Patty L. Fletcher, a self-published author. If you want to learn more about me, you can visit my website at pattysworlds.com.
4: That's
0: P-A-T-T-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D-S dot com. Today I'm here to talk to you briefly about my current book. I am releasing on October 31st a book called The Blended Lives Chronicles, Sides of the Order. In Blended Lives Chronicles, we learn about a federation which hopes to bring forth a world where beings of all types can live in peace and harmony. They know it will not be easy. The government has just been put in place. There are still many who are against this and wish for a perfect world where all disabilities and minorities are cleansed away for all time. This is something which has taken place again and again throughout the centuries and still takes place today. I came upon this idea during the 2016 elections. I asked myself, what would happen if we really did unite as one? Now, in 2023, the Blended Lives Chronicles Size of the Order asks, how can this be done? And who is really right? How do we know? What could happen if we all learned to live in a society where everyone was accepted?
4: The Blended Lives Chronicles Sides of the Order. Lady Leia Moonwalker is a well respected author and magazine owner and a high priestess in the magical community. After a drawn out battle with the forces of dark magic, she has come into her own. She lives and works on planet Corponius, where she is the owner and creator of an interplanetary magazine called Blended Lives Chronicles. Her mission is to blend the lines of race, creed, and disability that separate so many and to elevate the recognition of the training and ability of service animals of all kinds to a new level. She has just been accepted into the Blended Lives Federation and now hopes to continue her work in a way like nothing known to her before. Leia has created a lot of wreckage along the way through her dark journey into the light, and now she wishes to set this to right. She has just received her best break ever. Frank Prince, the CEO of the Blended Lives Learning Center, has invited her to the Celtic New Year Convention and witches Ball as a reporter to write a story on the progress of the Blended Lives Planetary Federation. She will be their guest speaker at the opening ceremonies. When Leia arrives at the Celtic convention, she finds herself face to face with an old and dear friend, Blended Lives Learning Center instructor and member of the Order of the Night, Derek Gibbous. As they begin to connect, causing old sparks to reignite, they are tossed into a nasty battle from which not everyone will escape. People are not as they seem, and not everyone supports the side for which they appear to work. As their love for one another grows, so does the battle. Despite everything, Leia and Derek are determined to see their work to unite beings of all kinds succeed.
0: And now, I give you High Priestess Priestess of Corponius, Corponius, Lady Leia, Leia Leia Moonwalker.
4: Welcome. I'm High Priestess Lady Leia Moonwalker. I've come here to talk about the Blended Lives Learning Center and all the incredible work the organization does, and will, if allowed, continue to do. I'd like to begin by telling you about what the center means to me on a personal level. When I first came to what is now the Blended Lives Learning Center, 12 years ago, I was nothing like what you see before you today. I was a frightened young witch who hadn't come into her powers. I was completely insecure, and I had no idea what awaited me when I arrived. I was overweight and lacking in self-confidence. I was such a mess, it still amazes me I was allowed into the program. In fact, I lied on my medical application the first time, just so I could gain entry. I'll spare you the details of how I managed that. I've made a ton and a half of mistakes along my way, but had the center not come into my life when it did, I would surely have died long ago. The work the Blended Lives Learning Center is doing is priceless, but it isn't free. It is for that reason I do the work I do. While I can only speak to the psychiatric and dog guide portion, It is my deepest wish to see this type of training continue for centuries to come so that more beings like me can be reborn into what they're truly meant to be.
0: If you want to learn more about this and all my other work, visit pattysworlds.com. P-A-T-T-Y-S-W-O-R-L-D-S dot com. Thank you for listening. May Harmony find you and blessed may you be.
2: Wow, that is so interesting. I'm so glad you were able to give me a little tidbit. That is
3: <laughs> wonderful. Yeah, have I need. You, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead.
0: Uh, go ahead.
3: You have Maria, um, who's now unmuted again, and so, so, Maria, you right. can talk if you'd like. And you have about 15 minutes left. left. Okay. And you have somebody in
6: Clubhouse too. So.
3: Okay. Good. Thank sorry, you.
0: Okay. Go ahead, yeah. Hello? Hi
6: there. Uh, Marlene, I have several questions to you. Uh, first, um, do you use some materials uh, when you work in making characters, uh, making setting, and other sites with the materials? How to do this? Uh, the second question is. Uh, when you made a character, your favorite character, but uh, according to your plot of your novel, you haven't uh, another decision besides uh, this character should die, what will you do? (laughs) Uh, uh, And the third question is, uh, when you have uh, your first uh, when it's my first book uh in the genre of fan fiction, uh, can I um can I tell it in my social media group or uh it's too early for me to tell about my book which is which is did uh, which is not r- written yet? Thank you.
2: Uh, I think Patty would probably be best to answer the third question if you want to promote your book.
6: Yeah, well,
0: quickly, um, so you can talk about the writing process, and that gets in people's mind. Like the whole time I was writing the Blended Lives Chronicles, I talked about writing it. So that's how you would begin talking about it. Yeah. So, Marlene, you want to take the rest of your questions?
2: Uh, Can you, you, Patty, help me? um, understand what she is asking in the first part. So, um,
0: so, like, do you have a favorite character, and, uh, in your, and according to your plot? And, um, then she said, you have maybe a favorite character, but you have to decide is that character going to die? And how do you go about doing that? How do you decide who's going to get eliminated? I think is what she's oh, asking.
2: Oh, okay. Who lives and who dies. Yeah. That's how um, I, yeah.
0: And, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and she can clarify if she wants. But, um, yeah. Go
2: well, ahead. they say, write uh, about what you know. So I made my heroine somewhat like me, but. She is much braver than I am. Me too, yes. Yeah, yeah. I
0: could never do the stuff that Leia does, no. Yeah, exactly.
2: (laughs) But I have to say, I think my favorite character is Alex, my hero, because he goes through the most change. So... Yeah, he does
0: grow.
2: Yes, absolutely. And he has to uh, learn a lot of things and go through some hard stuff. So I think he is by far my favorite character and the main character of the story even though the original intent was that Melissa would be the main character and and when I started doing my character comparisons, like I put Melissa in the middle and then uh, okay, Alex would be her love interest uh, Zoe would be her roommate um, Laurie would be her best friend and mentor and things like that, but according to the guidelines of how you write the character who has the most growth is your main main character so definitely it's Alex and he goes through some stuff <laughs> in the snowball effect as well in the second book so
0: yeah wow <clears throat> so I have not read that um, snowball effect either uh, actually, you know, I have all, I see. Wait a minute. Let me look right here because I have a list. So I have, um, I actually have two of your books. I have um, The Cat Stalker, which I bought Uh-oh. in the ebook, and um, I have The Purging Fire, which I bought on Audible. Wow. And um so I have two of your books and uh I, yeah, I wish, would... you know, if I had a wish, um I would like to own and read every single one of my clients' books. Lord help me. There's just not enough time in the day. <laughs> <laughs> <I> no, <know. laughs> it's just it's not. But um oh.
2: Yeah, I would so. hope people would read the forging fire first because yes. it's kinda of- spoils the effect if you read Snowball. Yeah, yeah, first. yeah. You
0: need to read The Purging Fire first, and um, and then, you know, I always read a series in order. I don't... Well, uh, some, uh, yeah.
2: somehow I was supposed to be giving Alice the code for The Purging Fire, and somehow it gave her the, the other one, and so she wrote Oops. the book first.
0: Oh, well. <laughs> oh, no. It happens.
3: Yeah. Oh,
0: it does happen. So, let's see. Oh, yeah. We have a and we have 10 minutes, yeah. So go ahead.
2: I do have free codes, but they're through Spotify. They're not okay. audible codes. Well, and I think, did you have another hand in Clubhouse?
0: Yeah, did we have another hand in Clubhouse?
6: Oh, you, no? you have two. Uh, one is Marcy and then um, Abby, but you have 10 minutes.
0: Okay, go ahead and take Marcy first.
6: Okay. Uh, Marcy, you cannot meet. Sorry
0: about that. James. Hello. Yeah. Hi. I am very
4: much. Um, I am very much enjoying these interviews, and I think you guys pretty much covered my questions. I wanted to know what formats what formats we could use to find your books, and I think you said Audible for Marlene. Is that correct? Are yes.
6: there
4: others? Can we do Bookshare?
2: Uh, yes. Can we do? Oh uh, no, they're not on Bookshare yet. Um, the regular uh, retailers, you can order them because I'm an independent author, and they're not readily available the ebooks are accessible and of course there's print books but i have four Sorry. on audible so, so the on. ebooks from kendall
4: can you get them from yes. amazon yes yes, um, so yes. okay
0: Perfect. let's do it this way so um so to the best way to find all of marlene's work is to go to uh Menagerie.com. And okay. there, it will lead you to all of the places where her books can be found. Where we can found. Find the books. Perfect. Yeah, okay. a, uh, and can you do like the same for the you, store. Patty?
4: Yes. Can we you go, go to Patty's to, World and, find, and do the same for your books? There's
0: a, a My Books page, and it will take you to everything. And if you have any trouble, there's an email Patty link at the footer of every page. And you can shoot me an email and I will fix whatever is the matter. <laughs>
4: Beautiful. Okay. That's yeah. exactly what I needed. I appreciate you guys. Awesome. Keep up the good yeah. work. I loved the interview spread, with Casey as spread well.
0: The, yeah. Thank you. Spread the word. This is, you know, I already have somebody scheduled for December 8th. If they, unless they conk out on me. Um. So, you know, I, these people reach out to me, but I haven't gotten people to understand. You got to tell everybody.
4: Yeah, but I'm I'm working. And so it's really hard to know when yeah, I'm going to get a call. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I
0: understand. We appreciate but the thanks, workers coming in here. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Have a good weekend. Abby. Quickly.
5: Okay, quick question. I am curious about the voice on your recording that was reading your synopsis and excerpt. I haven't heard that one before. I'm assuming it's a it's a synthetic speech voice, that, but I'm just wondering. That
0: is um, Microsoft Word read aloud. One oh. of them, they, yes. So I will um, put information in the Writers Grapevine group about the read aloud feature. Okay. And uh, yes, oh. it is a wonderful. Uh, Microsoft Word feature, and I swear by it for proofreading. Oh my lord, it oh, finds my, mistakes. That's great. Yes, yes. that's so, great.
5: Okay, yep. thank you.
0: Yep, that's a Casey Matthews again showed me that. <laughs> yeah, <You> can't, can't <laughs> wow. live without that. Yep.
5: He is terrific. Yes, yep. yeah.
0: I was complaining one day about needing a good, uh, clear voice for proofreading, and he said, Well, I'll try this. And I went, Oh, all right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> built right okay. in there. Yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I
2: have an older Apple and I usually go to uh, their third party built in program, which is called References um, with blank. Oh, but anyway, hey, it, yeah, whatever it voice, is, yeah. The Alex voice. Yeah, I usually. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, voice, not voice, not voiceover, but the. The yes. program Auto- yeah. automator, automator. Yes, and yeah, that's, that's free. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I usually to record with that, but that that was great, Patty. I really enjoyed your clip too.
0: Well, I just kind of uh, threw the pieces in a Dropbox folder, and uh, I think there were like four or five different things that Casey had to put to put together to make that uh, sound that way. I it didn't go to him sound anything like that. <laughs> Oh, okay.
2: I want to thank everybody for the questions. I really appreciate you people coming in and sharing.
0: Well, you know, um, a couple of them have made a point that a lot of people, you know, as um as things get back into swing and um stuff, people are working more and stuff. So I'm going to have to think about, is this a good time for the call or... Have it some other time because I'm getting feedback. People are listening because I got feedback from the ACB media on the last one. And I thank people for writing. We facilitators need to know um, who is listening because that helps us decide whether we can take this space or whether we need to give it over to another person who might want in. So um, keep that in mind. We feedback is important anyway. And we authors like feedback too, that saying, yes, <laughs> and that uh, reviews and uh, speaking of that, are you on goodreads too Marlene? Yes, okay, all right, so we can find you there as well, and I'm betting that all that information is on that website um and she is at on Facebook if you just go to at sign M-A-R-L-S, menagerie. Uh that is Marlene Marl's Menagerie, and I try to keep that Facebook active um Marlene doesn't know it probably, but she's following several <laughs> neat groups and um <laughs> and uh we share things onto your page from those groups, and people come and say, "Well, who is this group who's this person sharing my work so that's how we get people to your page so um go and find Marlene and like her." And um, do you take emails?
2: Yes. My email address is on my about page. It's M-A-R-L dot M-E-S-O-T at gmail.com.
0: Awesome. And they can find it on your website. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listeners everywhere, because I know they're out there. Um, I'm manifesting audiences everywhere. Um we are happy that you listened whether you are one or 100 I say if someone heard me and got something out of what I had to say that's a good day right Marlene
2: Absolutely yes awesome. thank you
0: All Thank you right. for
2: having me by the way y-
0: You are very welcome thank you for stepping up at the last minute Um that was really awesome like I put out the word that people had canceled um and It was either find somebody or cancel the call, and I'm happy to have had you, so...